And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Richard Noble Radiation Shielding, because biology and radiation just don't mix. Previously on Cautious Optimism. Alright, so we totally gotta figure out what we're gonna do with this shat your pants guy. Are you guys gonna talk to Felicity the next time you see her and give her this business card? This is probably somebody my family hired to find me. I've been working on my sweet, sweet punches. I'm trying to pick up surface thoughts from people. How's your stinky invisible ferret? I haven't managed to work out what it is about its physical makeup that allows it to be invisible. My friend Rico here is looking to purchase their first beam pistol. I do want to go and look for a shuttle. Do you, like, ever talk to Mom and Dad? No. It wasn't allowed when I was in the facility, and since I escaped, I just don't know how to tell them that I'm a fugitive Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but, like, I'm famous. A species capable of psionic power. We are going to be the best of friends. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. Okay, so you guys have gotten your ship upgraded. You've gotten your shuttle. You've completed all of your trainings. Was there anything else you wanted to do on Zegon Station? Leave. Yeah. All right. Prepare to leave. That's what we want to do. Easy enough to do. You call Zegon Station for clearance to leave. And after a 30-minute delay, because it's a very busy, crowded station, they give you clearance, your bay door opens, and Rory brilliantly pilots you out of the station. As you go outside, you see the same sight you've seen a couple of times now. Hundreds of ships flying around here, there, and everywhere. You see the area where you had your dramatic situation with the hired gun <laughs> and you see the ring of debris orbiting far beyond the station where you had ordered the cautious optimism to hide once upon a time and all these familiar sights slowly fade away as you accelerate off towards galaganar yay now galaganar is several weeks away so I'm going to go ahead and say about eight weeks away from where you were once upon a time. We'll say six weeks away from where you are now. 
So after one week of travel, I would like somebody, one person to volunteer to roll a six-sided die. I think it should be the captain. I will. <laughs> <laughs> like most of us are like, uh, no, whatever. <laughs> Any possibility for anything that might happen there. Uh, Lili- Liliana's like, fuck yeah, I'll roll the fucking dice. <laughs> yeah. As the newest member of the crew, I think Liliana should do it. <laughs> so I rolled a three. A three. Three. Okay. After about a week's travel, you guys are having another ordinary kind of boring day. It's like 10 a.m. So where is Captain Rory at 10 a.m. on a standard day? On a standard day, probably in the pilot's chair. Okay. Probably just like either reading a book or looking through the now easily accessible and ready internet. (laughs) just marveling over all the things that are on the internet it's like everything you guys everything's here (laughs) and where is hank at this point at 10 a.m in the morning doing his regular checks and engineering all right and what about kyan kyan is pacing back and forth in front of a computer monitor because he is so frustrated because he hates filling out forms and He's trying to figure out how to do this stupid application for the the Lorndon Science Academy. And, of course, everything has to be overcomplicated because it's Lorndon. And it's in triplicate, of course. Yeah, it's digital, but weirdly, it's still in triplicate. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it three times. And he's like, well, I've already done it once. Why do I have to do it again? And so, yeah, he is just over it. But when he gets nervous or bored or whatever he's got like this little like stress ball that he kind of tosses and juggles around in his hands and he's just kind of taking a moment to just pace back and forth and recompose himself before he puts a fist through the computer screen (laughs) (laughs) okay he's having a tough day he's having a tough day where is rico (laughs) (laughs) hey that one was pretty good His microphone's all gripping. I know. I feel like I nailed it. You have a hairball. Okay. Okay. She's only just getting up. She sleeps a lot. So she's just like crawled into the kitchen. She's making some coffee. She's not really awake. Yeah, she's kind of stretching a little bit and thinks the rest of you all get up too early and thinks she should probably feed the ferret and, you know. All right. Well, I know that feeling. And where's Liliana? 10 a.m. on a normal day in deep space. She is hiding in a corner of the hydroponics bay with her little seeds and starter plants that she's trying to grow and she keeps like looking over her shoulder make sure that nobody sees her okay covert gardening yes all right so captain rory on the bridge you get a little beep beep boop captain i am detecting a distress signal a signal (laughs) (laughs) oh no yes (laughs) explain I am detecting a disabled vessel 2,000 space units away that is transmitting a distress signal. It does not say the nature of the problem, but they're clearly in trouble. Okay. Head that way. Altering course. As the ship turns and starts approaching the vessel, it's a small little dot off in the distance, but 
as it starts to get bigger, you can see this is probably a cargo ship. It's about the same size as the Cautious Optimism, probably a similar crew complement. And you start to hear a little bing, bing on the dashboard of the ship, which you recognize as meaning high levels of radiation. Oh. It's pinging a little bit faster as you get closer. So I stop the ship and I open up a channel to all the crew. Uh, You guys, we've got a situation up here. We've got a ship that sent out a distress call and it appears to be leaking heavy amounts of radiation. That is disturbing, at least. Shipcom, beep, beep, boop. Try to hail the ship. Engaging all hailing frequencies. I believe I have made contact. Beep, beep, boop. Hello? Hello? Is someone yes. there? Yes. What's going on? This is Captain Melmar of the... <laughs> our, our power core is ruptured. We have crazy high radiation. Uh, most of the crew is down from radiation sickness. We're hiding in one of our most heavily armored sections of the ship, trying to avoid the radiation as long as we can, but we're not going to last long. Is there anything at all you can do to help us? Do you have any sort of shuttle you could get on or any sort of way to get out of escape pods or anything like that to get out of the ship? No, we don't have a shuttle and our escape pods are non-functional. Can Shipcom drive our shuttle? The shuttle? Shipcom could remote pilot the shuttle, but not very well. What if I say I had copied his programming over to it in that way? <laughs> <laughs> better. It wouldn't be, you know, sapient. No, 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 no. That would be better. Yeah. Okay, I can't pronounce your ship name, but uh, hold on. We're going we're gonna to troubleshoot it, and I'll, I will get right back to you. Okay, anything you could do. Thank you. I cut off the communication. I was just thinking that then if we could send our shuttle over, they could get on it and we wouldn't have to go there. Yeah. So talk to me about the radiation, God and crew. What do we know? Yeah. What does Kyan know about? Because I'm assuming he would know a little bit about radiation. I'm sure that's something you study in space doctor school. Oh, sure. Sure. So at the levels you're at right now, you're not going to suffer any long-term damage. At the levels that you surmise they're at on the ship, they are probably going to i mean you don't know how long they've been there but an average bipedal humanoid life form could only survive about six hours in that radiation before being dead do we have any suits on board that we could wear that would minimize do any of the non-human crew have like a matorb's better at radiation a felonian's better at radiation are there any matorb's are better than humans at handling radiation, and the spacesuits that you have do block a certain amount of radiation. It's not going to block all the radiation from something like this, but it'll help, yes. Felonians are about on par with humans. The thing that Liliana, the species Liliana Evo, is, what Evo, the Evo, Evo. The, Evo. Uh, the Evo are better at radiation than humans, but not as good as mature. Captain, I would like to volunteer to go over there and see if I can contain the problem. And if not, I can at least bring them back in the shuttle. Uh, wouldn't it be better if uh, Kyan went only, only Matorbs are um, more resistant to radiation naturally? Right. But based on the levels we're seeing coming out of it, I've got you know, six hours in which I can try to at least patch the problem so that whoever stumbles upon it in the future doesn't die. So, okay, you and I both go over in the shuttle. I leave you there. I bring them back over here and then I can come back and pick you up. I can go along and sing, give you an IQ boost. 
And I could sing to try to heal them. I would really hate to endanger either one of you. Well, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I agree. No, we need a pilot. I mean, it comes down to that. Yeah. Captain. Yes. Surely Hank can pilot the shuttle. Eh, can he? Right. <laughs> sure, but we've got to get those people off of the ship. So someone would have to fly it back. So why don't I just fly over there, pick them up, drop off Hank, fly back. Cayenne can look after them and, and treat their wounds here. And then when it's time or when Hank either can or can't figure it out, we'll go back and just pick him up. Him just flying over there with the shuttle does nothing because those people are still there getting irradiated. They need to come off of that ship right now. Well, let's do it then. I don't like the idea of leaving Hank by himself over there, though. Well, we can come right I'm coming too. Okay, but priority one, get those people off the ship. If their ship blows up, we still got to get them off. You get the people off the ship, I'll stay with Hank. I can sing for IQ. Yes. Kine's going to prep the med bay, and I think we probably should all be in some sort of radiation protection, just because we don't know if they're going to be giving off anything. Yep. Everybody put on their suits. I'm assuming I have a suit. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say we picked you one up in the space station. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm sure we've stolen enough suits that there's probably just <laughs> tucked away in a bread cupboard somewhere. <laughs> All right. Everyone's putting on their suits. Cautious optimism is holding position where it is, where the radiation isn't so bad. And you guys are loading up in your brand new shuttle? Yep. Yep. Suited up and everything. All right. Now remind me again, who all is in the shuttle to go over there? Hank. And Hank has brought all of his tools on the wheel dolly. Okay. And Liliana is there. And Rory. And Rory is there. Okay. The doors open up and your brand new shuttle flies out. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I would call over to them to tell them that's the plan. And for them to get all the belongings they care about that'll fit on their laps. All right. Because we may not be coming back to their ship. When you send that message, it sounds like he just finished retching. And he says, oh, okay, we're ready. We're opening the docking bay and the cargo bay. I'm sorry, I can't think straight. We're opening every all the doors. And that's the end of the transmission. Okay. As your ship is flying over there, you see the docking bay is open and ready to receive. You also see their cargo bay doors are open. And you notice there's little cargo containers that are slowly floating out of the back of the cargo bay in the zero gravity. Oh, try to dodge those. <laughs> <laughs> You do have a docking bay, so you could either park next to the ship and use the airlock, or you could go into the cargo bay and land there inside the ship. Is that feasible? Is it pressurized? It's not pressurized, but you are wearing spacesuits, so... But we don't know if they are. You, that's true. Well, they'd have to be. I mean, if it's... Ugh, are, the, do the umbilical one. Do that, whatever one that is. Okay. As you pull up alongside the side of the ship, there's a similar radiation detector on here and it's going beep 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 like a little a little digital geeker all right yep and the airlock connection is made and you're right up next to the ship so it's not even like an umbilical cord as much as you open like four doors and just walk on board two doors on the shuttle and two on theirs but at least it is a maintained airlock yep exactly is there any external damage to the ship how does the ship look suspicious in any way like what what does it look like make a perception check that is a success by three okay yeah as you get up close to it you can see there's a series of holes around the engineering section that look like something inside the ship has exploded or burst out and created holes and debris in that area 
you would surmise as someone who spent your whole life in outer space and on ships that something exploded or depressurized or burst inside the ship causing this damage. All right. Are you guys all boarding the ship then? Yeah, Hank is headed in. Liliana's following Hank. Okay. I'm not boarding the ship. I'm staying inside the shuttle waiting to receive them. You're staying on the shuttle. Okay. As you guys enter the ship, the lights are off. There's no oxygen or life support in this hallway that you're in. And there's no artificial gravity. So as you leave the shuttle, there's a small transition, and then you find yourselves floating in the ship. Whee! (laughs) (laughs) I guess we call out for people or try to open a channel and find the people. I'm going to use my Telesend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Make your Telesend check. Oh, I need all my dice for that. Okay. So they're within 200 yards. Probably. I rolled a 17. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Your brain explodes. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> tell me what message you're trying to send. So I'm squeezing my face real tight as I'm <laughs> trying to tell the people here, we're here. Hurry, get on our shuttle. <laughs> okay. So back on the cautious optimism, <laughs> Rico, you suddenly hear Liliana's voice in your head telling you to get on the shuttle. Ah. <laughs> uh, Hmm. Oh dear, Liliana, you've you've um <clears throat> you've got the wrong this, number. <laughs> you seem to have misdialed. <laughs> oh dang it! I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I imagine that that I'm in the med bay helping Kyan, so probably like Rico suddenly looks really confused. Uh, Kyan's like, "What's going on?" Like. Uh, Liliana just told me to get on the shuttle. I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> Can you miss dial in these psychic, psychic, bionic abilities of yours? Apparently, you can face palm initiated. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Okay, Hank, I don't think I'm going to be able to tell send to them. <laughs> right, ship com, open a comms channel to the ship. <laughs> Please confirmed. Beep, beep, boop. Hello. Where are you guys at? We're in your loading bay. Oh, uh, we're in, we're in we're in our, our cargo bay. We have we have hidey holes for smuggling, and there's they're lead lined. We're we're hiding in in here. I immediately pull my assault rifle out. Go ahead. Okay, we're coming. We're coming out. We're coming out. And the the layout it's an alien design, but it's very similar to the cautious optimism. So you can ascertain where their cargo bay is. You also saw where the cargo bay doors were open from outside, so you know for sure where the cargo bay is. Mm-hmm. And we find our way there. All right. As you enter the cargo bay, you do see there are four panels built into the walls that have been opened up, and four people wearing spacesuits are crawling out. Since they're inside the spacesuit, it's hard to tell what species they are or whatever, but they've got two legs and two arms and a a head on top. You can tell that much anyway. None of them are standing up. They're all just kind of crawling out of the tubes and crawling towards you. Are any of them armed? You don't see any weapons. Okay. Well, make a perception check. And Liliana wants to rush over to at least, you know, one of them and like try to help them. Okay. Uh, That's a failure. Okay, you don't see any weapons. Liliana is running over to one. Yeah, just whoever's closest, she's going to like rush over and try to just like help them. Okay. So like pick them up, like put them over your shoulder or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As you get over there and you lift one up, you can see into the helmet. 
they're a gray-skinned bald species, and their face is covered in boils, and some of them have burst and pus, and green slime is going down their face. Ew. And there are areas where their skin is kind of being kind of missing, and you can see the bone and skull underneath. And just looks up at you and doesn't even say anything. She's going to immediately start singing Soft Valonian. (laughs) Okay. No. (laughs) Just kind of quietly, just trying as much to comfort her as it is to heal them, but... Okay. And I don't think we said, but Todd and I nerfed my healing abilities. Or rather, Todd nerfed my healing abilities. Just tried to bring it more in line with the other healing skills in GURPS. So I rolled an 8. Oh, no, I'm, I'm only supposed to roll one, one d 6 1d6. Oh, no, that's if I succeed. So I rolled an 8. Did I succeed? Sorry, I'm trying to figure this out now. IQ, sorry. Okay, so I succeeded by 6. So 1d6. Ooh, I rolled a 6. So... Seven hit points. Oh, okay. And I lose one fatigue point. So as you sing your song of healing, some of their skin starts to patch up again, and some of the boils that were oozing stop oozing, and you just generally, it looks like they're doing a little better. All right, so as Liliana is helping the one and kind of leading all of them towards the shuttle, right? Yeah. Hank, are you helping them get out or are you? I'm going to go to a control panel and see if I can do anything at all to repressurize the core or lock the core out or something like that. Okay. Sorry, I was going to help you. I'm busy singing to this guy. It's all good. Make an engineering roll. Whoo, six. That's a success by eight. Success by eight. Okay. So after a few moments of poking around in their uh, computer system and whatnot, you discover that their vessel is powered by four fusion nuclear power reactors. And apparently, five hours ago, one of them went critical. And that appears to have set off a chain reaction now where two more have gone critical. There's only one left, and the computer system has shut it down and isolated it from the rest of the system to try to prevent it from also going critical. But the three that are down are progressing. It's basically a nuclear meltdown, and they're headed for a full-on explosion that'll blow up the entire ship and throw radiation all over the sector. Oh, shit. Okay, that's what I found out. What can I do to stop it, contain it, or at least figure out how long we've got to get out of here? I mean, with a roll like that, you would know that it's beyond fixing. Yeah. Yeah, I take off running to help them get whoever else is there into the shuttle and out. Okay. I'd like you and Liliana both to see how well you do at helping carry and help these people off the ship faster than they can crawl. If you have anything that you think would help, like an athletics skill, otherwise it'll be a strength minus four. Oh, shoot. Okay. Oh, fell by one. Oh, I tied. A tie is a success. Okay. Okay. So Liliana, you are ahead of the pack with the person that you're kind of pulling and carrying out and singing to. And as you get down to the hallway where you're at the corner, you can turn left and see into the shuttle. And behind you, you see Hank struggling with one of the more portly members of the crew. (laughs) And the other two are crawling and those three are all together at pretty much the same place. 
you hear a creaking sound and you realize that part of the ship is breaking apart right under you. You look down and see the floor that you're walking on as if it's slowly melting, maybe because of the radiation, and it's starting to break apart and fall away. Okay, she's going to just immediately, like, scream. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Captain, help. Can I hear the scream? You hear the scream. Yeah, she's right around the corner from you, so yeah. Well, so then I rush in there. All right. As you rush in there, the floor behind Liliana, about a two-meter section of the floor behind Liliana, between her and where Hank and the other crew members are, just melts away and dissolves. And underneath it is now empty space. Is it like the whole area or can they all still kind of get around it? It's from one side of the hall to the other. So yeah, it's a two meter long hole that you can't really get around here. That's not good. Oh, you know what though? You're weightless. Of course you can. There's no gravity. Yeah, you're weightless. I'm like, grab onto the side of the wall and just come around. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to take each of the struggling people and just kind of, you know, throw them across. Toss them like dwarves from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, toss them like dwarves. Oh, that'll work. Oh, man. Oh, I messed that up. I got to remember everything going on. (laughs) Okay, so the hole's not that bad since you're floating over it. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now we set up an assembly line of like a fireman's line of just tossing sick people. And I just kind of float them into the ship (laughs) as we're going. That'll work. You guys get everyone on board. And Hank, you're getting in the shuttle too, right? To leave. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Okay. Captain, we have to go now. This thing is going critical. We have to get out of the area ASAP. So I disengage. Punch it, Chewie. And yeah, and get back to the optimism. You're hauling butt. Captain Rory, make a piloting check. And Todd, while she's doing that, I imagine Liliana's just going to keep frantically singing to all these people. Am I able to be healing like all of them? The one that you've already healed, you can't do again until tomorrow, but you can sing for the other three and give them a heal, sure. Okay, so roll again. But how many points of exhaustion can you take? It'll be one point of exhaustion per person. Right. Well, my FP says 10. Oh, okay. So theoretically, do I have 10 that I can do? Yeah. Okay. I rolled a five, so it's a success by nine. Success by nine. Wow, okay. The ship flies super good. And you get back to the Cautious Optimism and Doc. And they get four points of healing. And they all get a little bit of healing. So it helps a bit, a little bit. And as you're landing the shuttle, you can see the ship that you guys just flew away from is now exploding. I feel like a disproportionately large number of explosions occur around the crew of the Cautious Optimism. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. Every once in a while, I feel like I need to explain what's going on with the editing of an episode. You may notice that last week's episode was longer than most of our episodes, and this episode is going to be a little bit different because of that. We record Cautious Optimism in two-hour sessions. And usually we take a break about halfway through, which is kind of perfect because it leaves me with two one-hour episodes that come in under an hour after I've edited them all together. We've currently recorded 36 sessions, and last week's episode was the first half of session 32. 
The reason why I'm explaining all of this is because when we recorded session 32, for some reason we did not take our break at our normal time, and so we had a 90-minute segment and a 30-minute segment. So that means last week's was longer than usual, and this week's should be shorter than usual. But I don't like to put out episodes that are too short. So this is what I have done. I have taken the second part of session 32, which was about 20 minutes or so. And that is our act one today. And act two is the first 15 minutes of session 33. Why would you care about this? Well, two reasons. First, we recorded these two sessions about a month apart. So when you go into act two, you're going to notice that we're not quite sure what's going on. So it takes us a little second to get kind of reoriented. And then more importantly, Lindsay wasn't available to record session 33. So there will be no Liliana in act two. So if you're sitting around going, where's Liliana? She was not there for that recording. So that's it. Just wanted to make sure that we were like, why is act two so weird? That's why. So that's how the soup is made. Wanted to make sure any inconsistencies were explained, but that's what it is. If you have any questions about our creative process, you can follow us on Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP, on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll, and you can email us at podcast at AsTheDiceRollCast.com. You can also contact us on our Slack channel and Discord server, which you can find by heading over to geek2geekmedia.com and going to the Contact Us tab. And of course, all the players in this podcast have their own projects that they work on as well, Bama is on Twitch with his D&D stream, King of the Heel, and can also be found with Todd on their Farming Simulator podcast, Farming Simulated. Todd and Alinzia can be found on their podcast, Nerdbird Review. Check out Raven on Girls Gone Wow if you are a World of Warcraft player, or The Tenth Divine if Elder Scrolls Online is more your thing. You can find Kelly on her Geeked Relationship podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and I can be found on my podcast, Geektitude. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Friday, July 29th, with the next episode of What Is Not, and then again on August 5th with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see if anything else is planning to explode, right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies! K-pop! Disney Plus! Keanu Reeves! New! Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. As the other ship explodes in a flash of light for anyone near a window or looking at the camera view of the other ship, there's no noise, of course, in space, but you all feel the ship move a little as some kind of shock wave hits the ship. It kind of throws you to the side and then back again as the artificial gravity tries to adjust. 
And then Shipcom says, red alert, red alert, radiation level. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. And then the lights go out. You can hear the hum of the little motors and everything in the ventilation go quiet. The computer lights all turn off. Everything electronic on the ship goes dead. Hank, what the fuck? I didn't do it. But why? Why why would radiation make all of our power go off? Logically, Captain? Probably because our engines run off of the biochemistry of a chloro drive. Oh, yeah. And radiation kills biology. Oh, no. We are biology. No kidding. Um, ideas, anybody? Can I just get a location check for everyone? Because I was still on the ship and you were all in the shuttle. Hank and Rory and Liliana were on the shuttle. I think everyone else was on the ship. Okay. Wasn't Kyan on the ship? Because I'm assuming, or maybe he was, I don't remember. I think you were prepping the med bay for the incoming people. Folks. All right. Okay, give us a layout. How many people do we have there, injured people, in the hallway with us? There are four people you rescued that are on the shuttle with you guys. You had just landed the shuttle and opened the rear door when all the lights went out. As you guys are looking around trying to see what's going on, Liliana says, guys, I I don't feel so good. And she slumps onto the floor. Oh, God. Okay. So I imagine whilst you're standing around thinking... Oh, what the fuck just happened? Rico's gonna like come running through and stick her head around the like cargo bay doors and be like, Captain, Captain, hi, uh, you're here. What? Why is Liliana? What's going? Oh, what's going on? Radiation related. I don't know how to fix it. We just got caught up in a radiation blast. Oh, uh, scientist to the figuring. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me go and we all need uh, radiation drugs then right now. I'm going to go to Medbay and get Kyan to dose us all up. And then I should go and check on the, uh, the, the oh, my organisms for the engine. Oh, no. There's no way that Kyan wouldn't be already on the way with the radiation drugs because, yeah. So he's probably like right there. So Rika runs out of the cargo bay, like basically smacks straight into you. <laughs> in a, like, oh, oh, hi. Uh, you're here. Hi. Now, are we on any sort of emergency power, or are we just kind of stumbling around in the dark? There's probably some very low-light emergency lights that run on some kind of backup power, but it's very dark. I mean, Rika can see you perfectly well, because she has night vision. She just ran into you because she's a fucking idiot. (laughs) Just to be clear. (laughs) All right, so Kyan is going to jab himself with some. He's going to jab Rico with some. And he's going to hand half of the syringes to her. Oh, no. Yeah, I need to go check on the um, uh, on the engine. You go and we, do the no, thing. No, no. We need to get people first, engine later. Like, without, like, we got to react to this fast. Otherwise, none of us are getting out of here. Without the engine, we're not going anywhere. Ever. Don't have time to argue. And he just starts going. And he's going to start working on the patients from the other crew. Rico went to the engine room. <laughs> Kyan is annoyed. <laughs> well, we're sitting here in the dark, irradiated. Do we glow? <laughs> Do we no. cast our own irra- radiation glow? No, you're not glow in the dark yet. Well, there's no benefit to this. It's dumb. I don't see the point. All right. 
There's nothing I can do. There's nothing to shoot at or fly away from. You can help Kyan jab everybody else. So ja- so Kyan, who's very annoyed at this point, emerges <laughs> to the shuttle bay with all of the syringes and you and Hank can help jab all of the people. Oh yeah, I can give people shots. Which is what Rico was thinking about when she just like told him to fuck off basically and disappeared <laughs> off to the engine bay. So I'm not being any sort of medical professional, if this is something that somebody who is trained to give medication would need to do, then... I imagine in the future, to be honest, for radiation drugs particularly, they'd be in some kind of snazzy futuristic, like you can just hold it to the to some exposed skin and yeah. do it. That's that's fair. Yeah. I imagine it's a sub-Q shot as opposed to an intravenous shot. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Ah, I'm a doctor. Yeah, I think that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) So then he douses Rory and then hands her half of the rest of the... Does he douse me or dose me? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, I love that everyone's forgotten how to speak English today. This is great. (laughs) Sometimes people have a little slip of the tongue. It's important not to read a lot into it and just move on. Uh, All right, slip of the tongue. All right. Um, oh boy. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, so I start helping administer shots or doses. Rico's gone to the engine room to see what's up with the engine. So, yeah, administering the shots, you don't need to roll for that. It's something you can do. Let's have Rico roll a sciency check to examine your little organisms. Seven. Success by seven. Success by seven. Okay. So you get to the little vat where the organisms do their business and consume organic matter and produce energy. And scanning that and looking at the results under some kind of powerful microscope, you see that about 95% of the organisms have died from the radiation burst. Now, there's enough still alive that they can eventually repopulate themselves, but that will take time. Oh, balls. Oh, sorry, organisms. Um, trapped. Oh, we don't have any communication. I guess, I guess I'll have to run back to the cargo bay. Okay. Well, it's a good job I'm a cat then, isn't it? Um, so she runs back to the cargo bay. <laughs> Rico says that to the empty room. <laughs> or to the little organisms, I guess. Rico's sort of talking to the organisms. Uh, stroke, muttering to herself, stroke, yeah, she doesn't really know what's going on. So she goes running back to the cargo bay. She has a running skill, so she does that quite quickly. All right. Well, she was doing science on the organisms. Were you guys just doing like first aid and medical stuff to the crew? Yeah. 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 Assessing what's going on and what we can do to help. I was cursing a lot too, but no one needs to note that. (laughs) We need to record it for posterity. What <laughs> what exact curse words was was Rory using? <laughs> no, that's okay. Okay, so as, consider a series of beeping here. <laughs> so as you guys have gotten everyone their shots, you've done all the basic first aid and triage you can do there in the shuttle without power. Rico comes back in at a high speed. Hank, yes, ninety five percent of the organisms are dead. And you see him doing computations in his head, and he's like. That's bad. It's going to take us a long time to repopulate them. Does this ship have any kind of alternative power source? Hank would know that there is a backup fusion reactor that is usually left in a standby mode. And it won't power the FTL engines, but it could give you some basic life support and maneuverability. 
Yes, I can fire up the old nuclear drive, maybe knock some dust off of it. Hopefully it doesn't have a similar meltdown like theirs did, especially given the volatility of that explosion. Well, that's good because uh, we've probably got about, I don't know, 15 minutes of air left in the ship because life support top. Yeah, I can definitely get life support online as well as a little more light so that Kyan can better assess everything going on. And I will rush off to engineering. And I'll go rushing off with him in case he needs a hand because sorting the organisms out is a longer term job. <laughs> All right, let's dust off this nuclear engine. All right. I have a question. Yeah. Is it just the ship systems that are down? Like, does my hover gurney work? Do my not plugged in things work? Does the coffee pot work? Things that have an independent power supply, like a battery pack, still work. So your hover gurney has a little battery inside of it. So that is still working and hovering. Okay. Handheld flashlights would still work. What about the coffee pot? The coffee pot is plugged into ship power, so it is it is down. No! That's it, mutiny. You should take it as a measure of how incredibly serious the situation is, that that wasn't what we came like. <laughs> We're in too deep! <laughs> I would like one of you to roll a single six-sided die and tell me what you get. Which one of us? It could be any of do it, Raven, because you got dice. Oh, God. Okay. All right. I have dice, too. Okay. Well, I picked Raven. <laughs> you can pick our next death. Okay. Three. 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 All right. So, as you guys are in the shuttle, you guys are still in the shuttle, right? No. We're in cargo bay. Sort of cargo bay, yeah. The shuttle has landed inside the Cautious Optimism, but have you guys dragged everyone out of the shuttle? And- I was assuming so. Surely. Yeah. Okay, so where is everybody right now? I know Hank is in engineering. Well, Rico came with me. Okay, Rico's in engineering with Hank. I'm in a safe spot. Yes. Specifically, (laughs) where would that safe spot be? I'm in the cargo bay. Rory's in the cargo bay. I'm also in the cargo bay. I'm assuming that I have the other crew kind of spaced out on the cargo bay floor, assessing how bad it is and trying to decide which person is most in need of medical attention so I can get them on one of two gurneys I think we have now because we stole one from the last ship. I mean, I assume one of those is probably Liliana, given that she seems to have passed out. Yes. Okay, that answers the question of where Liliana is too. So, okay. So, we've got some folks in the cargo bay, we've got some people in engineering. Everyone has left the shuttle bay though. Yes. Yeah. So, at this moment... The ship lurches hard to the side, away from where the ship that exploded was. And this time, the artificial gravity, which is running on backup power, is really slow to react. Things are knocked over, knocked down, and whatnot. And you hear what sounds like a hissing sound coming from the shuttle bay. I try to determine where it's coming from, the hissing sound. The hissing sound. So right now, as you walk from the cargo bay into your brand new (laughs) shuttle bay, the door to the shuttle bay is opened. And as you get closer, you start to feel yourself being sucked towards the shuttle bay. Make a strength check. Okay. (laughs) Are you in a spacesuit just out of interest? I am in a spacesuit, but I failed that by three. Oh, lordy. Good job you're in a spacesuit. (laughs) Yes, it is. You feel the air all around you is being pulled into the shuttle bay and you try to brace yourself, but you're just not quite strong enough. This is a really powerful suck and you're lifted off your feet. You're flying through the shuttle bay into what you see now is a big hole in the side of the ship. Great. 
Well, <laughs> these things can't get any worse. <laughs> Next time on Cautious Optimism. A little help here. If we can't get these emergency systems online, what we won't know what the problem is. I am not detecting any life forms in sickbay. Oh, my ferret. It looks like we're going to need to do a little bit of rationing, starting with water. Yes, I do not believe it would be wise to waste any on things like coffee. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at Geek2GeekMedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.